is Bloomberg Surveillance. You can think of cash as effectively a very, very short duration asset. The problem is right now, it's not very attractive. What change does the U.S. need more than anything else economically? I would argue tax reform. A pretty poor way to judge the strength or lack thereof of a once vibrant American economy and say we're doing better than Japan or Europe, which are not growing at all. Bloomberg Surveillance, your link to the world of economics, finance, and investment on Bloomberg Radio. Good morning, everyone. Michael McKee and Tom Keeney. In this hour, a conversation with the 23rd Prime Minister of Canada, Justin Trudeau. Of course, with the heritage of the family across all of Canada, Trudeau with degrees from McGill and from the University of British Columbia, including uh, working and studying in engineering and environmental geography, uh, the Prime Minister has made a significant splash uh, across all of international politics and economics as well. John Micklethwaite will have that interview for us uh, here in um, a, a moment. Uh, Bloomberg Surveillance, in a Forex brief that will be calmer than it would have been an hour and a half ago, um, the Forex brief is always brought to you uh, by Interactive Brokers, and we thank them uh, for their support. Dollar yen, 111.69. That's a stronger yen, but nothing like it was an hour and a half ago where it was a solid 110. We've come back to 111.68, euro 113.03. In the emerging market currencies, including Looney, which is not an emerging market, but with the commodity challenges of Canada, Canada was a 129 handle that's remarkable coming down from 140 and right now excuse me uh, the loony michael mckee 130 uh, 16 as well so there is our uh, foreign exchange uh, report this morning and the loony as it uh, as as the morning goes on uh, it is all of a sudden uh, become very fashionable to talk about canada uh, and, and what's going on there. They suffered tremendously from the yeah. drop in oil prices and uh, the loony following right along. Yeah, I, I think that, it, in, in Mike, I, I know for certain that you and I are guilty of conflating culture and nation across the border. Of course, as you all know, this is the hockey network, and Mike and I have a real predilection to hockey. But but it's not funny. The provinces are more discreet, and there's a unique politics. And as I mentioned this morning, the Dutch disease, there is an economic rigidity that they have with hydrocarbons in the West, in the industrial East, and what Vancouver's doing that is very, very different, very yeah, they, different. They uh, They try to. Um, they're trying to overcome that, but it, it, it's uh, true of, of um, hydrocarbon and natural resource co- countries in general that those tend to dominate. Uh, they're getting ready for the interview. Um, it looks like uh, they're not quite ready yet for, for Justin Trudeau, but he's here, and we will be uh, talking with him. Uh, John Micklethwaite will be talking with him shortly. And I'm sure that, John, you mentioned the Hockey Network, would not be so rude as to point out that no Canadian teams are in line to make the playoffs right now. Yeah, well, the, the Toronto the Toronto Maple Leafs are, I, I would suggest, a 10-year building plan, which perhaps after he serves as prime minister, he could take the head coach job of his choice across the NHL. <laughs> that would help out as well. Uh, to review the currency, folks, and I've done this chart uh, many times. We'll put this out on Bloomberg Radio uh, Plus here. I'll run it on television uh, tomorrow is is well the basic idea of dollar canada 
is a weaker Canada uh, years ago towards uh, his father's tenure than his father uh, left office. I'm going to eyeball it in the, the early 80s. And then the dollar, the Canadian dollar got even weaker. Uh, right now, and then we had the huge dollar Canada boom off commodities in China, and they've given up a good portion of that uh, in the recent oh, 18 months or so. Right now, uh, we need to synthesize quickly here uh, what we see in foreign exchange today and in central bank news into our equity markets. Here quickly is David Wilson. Good morning. Good Thank morning, Tom. Coming up. Oh, absolutely. I mean, Caterpillar is a, definitely a stock to watch in early trading. Down about 2.5%, the biggest maker of construction and mining machinery, said first quarter earnings and sales will trail analyst estimates. Commodity producers are cutting capital spending by billions of dollars because of lower prices for their products. Mondelez International also down 2.5%. Billionaire investor Bill Ackman's hedge fund, Pershing Square Capital, reduced its stake in the food maker through an $824 million share sale. Pershing said its Mondelez holding became an outside position after a plunge in shares of Valiant Pharmaceuticals. Uh, and the fund's net asset value is down 26.4% this year. On the other hand, you've got FedEx shares higher. The package delivery company's profit and revenue for the fiscal third quarter beat estimates. FedEx uh, raised its full-year earnings forecast, and the company expects to cut costs by more than $1.6 billion after completing a takeover of Europe's TNT. FedEx at the moment up almost 6% in early trading. Office Depot also higher. Amazon.com is eyeing the office supply chain's corporate businesses, according to the New York Post, citing a person familiar with an unnamed activist investor who bought a stake in Office Depot because that company, a takeover target for Staples. And uh, at the moment, Office Depot up about 7%. Some other stock moves. Yeah, a couple note. more, please, a couple more. Jable Circuit's higher, and uh, that's a result of fiscal second quarter results that beat estimates. Also, their forecast exceeding projections. The company is a uh, contract manufacturer of electronics. Williams-Sonoma is also up. Uh, I should say down, actually, the uh, housewares retailer uh, with fiscal fourth quarter earnings and revenue that were lower than estimates. The apparel maker guess is lower uh, with an unexpected loss for the fiscal first quarter. That's their forecast anyway. On the other hand, uh, the arts and crafts retailer Michaels is higher. Uh, their fiscal fourth quarter profit and sales exceeded estimates. And international game technology, ID, IGT, also up fourth quarter earnings and sales at the maker of casino and lottery equipment beat projections. The uh, the Caterpillar one really caught my eye this morning because, obviously, it had a, a big market impact when the headlines hit that they were cutting their first quarter earnings. But they are reaffirming their full year earnings, uh, $42 billion and uh, 350 to $4 in earnings per share, which suggests to me that they're seeing a bad first quarter, but they don't think the year is going to be that bad. Things may get better as time goes on. Yeah, it's a matter of anticipating a turnaround. And you actually see that more broadly, Michael, in the numbers for the Standard & Poor's 500. Uh, people looking for a first quarter decline in earnings, little change in the second right. quarter, and then a rebound in the third. Uh, David Wilson, uh, thank you uh, so much. So we're going to have a conversation with John Micklethwaite, our editor-in-chief, uh, with the Prime Minister of Canada. And uh, right now we're looking for introductions here from our Jason yeah. Kelly at yeah. our New York headquarters. Uh, this is the 23rd Prime Minister of Canada with John Micklesweight. Um, Justin Trudeau, thank you for talking to Bloomberg. Uh, we're live on Bloomberg Radio and Television around the world. 
Um, let's start with the economy. Canada has never done very well when commodities are doing badly. Commodities are doing badly now. Where do you hope growth is going to come from? Well, uh, there's no question that the, uh, Thank you for the water. oil prices were, were very good on water as well, yeah, not yeah. just oil. Um, the oil prices are, are certainly uh, impacting on a number of regions in our country that have seen uh, uh, tremendous growth and contributed significantly to Canada's uh, overall economic growth uh, in, in meaningful ways over the past 10 years. Uh, now, with the uh, prices falling, uh, those areas are going through difficulty. But as, as we have to you know, understand the pivot that climate change is going to require of us, uh, we need to be diversifying and investing in the country. <laughs> Opportunities that, uh, that that highlight the that, that climate change isn't just a challenge; it's it's an opportunity. So, right now, we're looking at a, a frame in which, uh, with interest rates low, with uh, our debt to GDP ratio being down around uh, 31, um, and a need for investment in our economy, uh, there's there's an opportunity to get those uh, out of work. Uh, you know, construction jobs in the in the oil industry, for example, uh, to work at building municipal infrastructure. Is there a country, I was just thinking, is there a country you would like to replicate or is there an era in Canada's history you'd like to take take Canada back to or well, you see as inspiration? I, I think, you know, everyone is in, in Western economies is thinking about the decline of the middle class, uh, the challenges, you know, the, the post-war boom years uh, where the middle class was doing well and therefore the economy was doing well. Uh, seem a long way away, and that question of how do we create an economy in which the largest number of people have the best possible jobs, uh, understanding that income inequality can be a, 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 a drag not just on success for the middle class, but on the overall growth profile of the economy. Uh, you know, that question and how to solve it is one that is being challenged uh, around the world. Now, a lot of people are on the austerity side, uh, thinking that, you know, we have to control government spending. Um, Canada's positioning itself on the investment side of that. This, this idea that confident, optimistic countries will invest in their future is uh, really very much what we're, what we're focused on. So whether it's investing in innovation around clean tech, around renewable energies, around uh, startups and, and the knowledge economy, whether it's uh, investing in uh, roads and bridges and hospitals and, and the kind of infrastructure that's going to lead to both quality of life and better productivity uh, in the coming years, uh, we think that this is a great opportunity to be, uh, to be building for the coming, uh, coming decades. You've talked about investment a lot, and you've just talked about it again then, but a lot of people look at Canada's economy. You've got a budget next week. They see an economy that's only growing by 1.5% a year, and they think that you need stimulus, not long-term spending like infrastructure. You, your government seems unable to mention the word stimulus. Well, I mean, stimulus, we had a, a, a massive stimulus package, and I'll say stimulus as many times <laughs> as you like, uh, uh, in, uh, uh, following, following the recession, uh, the 2008-2009 the, the recession. And you know, we were talking $80 billion or such a, in debt uh, that we kicked off with. Um, this is much more uh, modest, much more responsible. What we're, what we're looking at is not so much uh, trying to jolt the economy into life as try to lay the, found work, uh, the, the, the groundwork and the foundation for better growth, better productivity uh, over the long term and not just a, a, an instant influx of, so of cash. You don't see the need for an instant influx. Uh, I, th I think the challenge when you're trying to you know, shovel money out the door is it doesn't always get spent on the right things. For 
for example, uh, what we've decided on our, on our infrastructure spend, which is going to be a massive uh, expenditures, uh, investments in infrastructure over the next 10 years. Uh, the first two years, uh, we're going to do the unsexy things that governments her, you know, hate to announce, recapitalization of infrastructure, um, you know, it, it, maintenance, uh, upgrades, uh, the things you don't get to class that need it, and not sending it to wealthy families like mine. And that's, that's very clear. On old age security, um, actually, there's a, there's a nice parallel here. Uh, my predecessor uh, went to Davos and announced in a uh, Bloomberg interview uh, that he was going to be very raising wisely. Uh, very wisely. Uh, yeah, there's a, the reviews are mixed in Canada on how <laughs> wise this was, uh, of announcing he was going to raise the uh, age at which you uh, reach old age security uh, at, to 67 from 65. And uh, we think that was a mistake, and I certainly campaigned against it, but I'm happy to confirm here uh, in New York in a Bloomberg interview uh, that next week's budget will feature uh, that we will confirm uh, that we are keeping the uh, old retirement age at 65 uh, because how we uh, – not raising it to 67 – because how we care for our most vulnerable in society is really important. But don't you worry about that in a sense. Most – you look around the world, most people are gradually pushing out – um, the, the age at which people can take pensions, the age at which people can take these benefits. You're running against what most economists would push forward. Well, I think the, the, the sense is that just you know, tweaking the age like that is a very uh, simplistic uh, solution that won't work to uh, a very complex problem. How do we uh, encourage people to stay active as members of the workforce uh, for longer? Uh, how do we make sure that we're you know, creating the opportunity to stay healthy longer? How are we uh, encouraging a, a link and mentorship between uh, our older citizens and the younger citizens who need to have all the capacities they can if they're going to you know, be, create the success needed to support our aging demographics. All those things together uh, means there's a lot of discussions to have. We're going to be uh, working on increasing the Canada Pension Plan. Uh, so there's a bundle of things to look at, uh, but the place that we are uh, you know, returning to, uh, because it was a mistake to bounce it up to 67, is we're starting from 65. But that's in general. I was just thinking whilst you were talking, you look at Europe, the sort of things that places like France get criticized for is keeping the, the pension age really low. And in general, your generation, my generation, perhaps your one more than mine, we're all likely to live much longer. Surely the whole pressure on pensions is to push out these benefits longer. Well, I think that there needs to be a, a little bit of sophistication in the way we look at it. Obviously, someone who has uh, worked as, a, as an investment banker or as a lawyer all their life, uh, 65 is not necessarily an age where they need to retire. Well, uh, Warren someone is who still has, getting reasonably strong. Indeed. Even Mike Bloomberg. But someone who has uh, – yeah, but he's nowhere near 65 yet. <laughs> uh, anyone who, who has worked with their hands as a as a laborer or as an assembly line worker or work in the resource industries uh, and has been in a much more physical job, uh, once you start reaching 65, regardless of all the advances in Canada's extraordinary medical system, uh, the, the, you know, there are real challenges around how much longer someone can keep working in certain jobs. So I think a, a, a nuanced and responsible uh, discussion around that is, is what we're waiting for. So to go back to the very rich, you, know, you targeted them a bit in the marginal tax rate. Um, what about what other things might you look at, especially in this budget? Would you look at capital gains? Would you look at stock options? These are things that you talked about on the campaign trail. Well, we'll, we'll certainly see uh, next uh, Tuesday afternoon what, what actually is in the budget. But I mean, the, the phrase that we, the frame that we've always taken on this is uh, we certainly. Uh, 
have nothing against success. Indeed, we want more people to be successful in Canada. And in, I have very um, few worries that uh, if we put more money in the pockets of average consumers in our country, if we uh, make the middle class more confident, not just about their own future, but about their kids' future, uh, the uh, general economic climate will be such that uh, our big businesses will find plenty of opportunities to make you're excellent profits. You're already seeing tech companies, Shopify, these sort of people coming out against this. Uh, again, I go back to France. When Hollande came in, he came out with all these different ideas. Somebody got quoted at the time, this would be like Cuba without the sunshine. Um, do, you, do you worry that you might be driving away entrepreneurs? Uh, well, I mean, I'm, I'm going to uh, answer those questions more uh, clearly once we put forward the budget uh, in, in a few days. But I will uh, underline the fact that I got to be in the position I am uh, by listening to people, by listening to experts, by understanding uh, what economists and business owners and ordinary Canadians had to say about where they wanted the economy to go, what was going to help them, what was not going to help them. Uh, and we've made our decisions very much based on uh, evidence-based uh, research and policy. So you don't worry about a brain drain if people or talent drain south of the border if you push I, this too hard? I don't worry about hypotheticals. I worry about what, what's really going to happen. Uh, and uh, and the, the decisions that we're taking are ones designed uh, to encourage entrepreneurship, to reward uh, businesses that are growing, uh, and to encourage Canadians to uh, to feel optimistic and confident, not just about their own future, but about their, their, their children's future. You just, talk, you just talked about um, entrepreneurship and businesses that are growing. You take the plane maker Bombardier. Mm. You know, it's stock. I just looked. Used to trade at twenty-seven dollars. Now it's barely a dollar. It wants to take. It wants a billion dollars from you. You seem inclined to give it to them. Uh, you know why should the government be helping? businesses like that? Well, first of all, uh, it, you start with a place that the, the new C-Series aircraft that uh, Bombardier has put forward has been uh, lauded as uh, an extraordinary airplane. It really, it is uh, you know, more efficient, more uh, more fabulous in all ways than than, uh, than just about any other plane on the market. So uh, there is an understanding that Canadian uh, aerospace uh, and Bombardier itself uh, has a bright future it has cost, as a product. It has cost overruns. Of, like of course, but we also know that uh, you know, from Boeing to Airbus to, to Embraer to all the big air, air, aerospace uh, companies around the world, they've always needed uh, significant government support. And what we look at is how do we ensure that there is a strong aerospace industry in Canada, uh, not just right now, but in five years, in 10 years, in 30 years? How do we continue to make sure that the high-quality jobs and the innovative solutions put forward by our aerospace industry uh, are there for the long haul? So we are very much looking at this as, you know, what is the right investment and is it a smart investment for Canadian jobs, for the Canadian economy and for the, the global market? And that's, that's the, the, the lens we're taking on uh, that decision and that's why we're taking our time. And you would it. feel happy get, saying to people at a, a hospital you can't build, say I'm happier putting this money behind Bomb Bombardier than, than something like that. Well I think you know, government is about choices and when you make the right choices to create opportunities to grow the economy to make sure that there are good jobs uh, in many cases it doesn't have to be an either or it can be uh, knowing that you're growing the economy in meaningful ways which will allow you uh, to continue to invest in things that matter
And do you have an idea when we could expect an answer to the question of you know, when this is when you're going to answer Bombardier's question? This this will uh, be answered uh, when we have uh, the right answer to give, and and we're taking our time. We're taking our time uh, in a deliberate and thoughtful way to make sure that uh, we're doing uh, the right thing in the interests of both the Canadian industry and you know high quality jobs, but also our responsibilities towards uh, taxpayers to uh, to get the opportunity cost right. What's your biggest worry on the economy? When, when you, what, what, what? Um, I, I just, you know, a lot of uh, what I worry about is that uh, ordinary folks are going to withdraw.